0: Episode 39, ready to rock and roll here on White Heat, presented by Godzilla Media, sponsored by our friends at Mohawk Honda and Johnstone Supply. We just got through an interesting week of wrestling, we'll put it that way, Uh, both in and out of the ring. Uh, But first, speaking of our friends at Johnstone Supply, I know we got hit with about a foot of snow late last week here in the capital region. Not sure how much hit you and get a good we got old a few
1: bad.
0: You got a few inches. We got about eight to 12 inches here in upstate New York. And it was just another reminder of a, that maybe forecasters are right. Maybe we are going to get a little bit of an extended winter into the month of April. And the other thing is that, Hey, you got to make sure you're not left out in the cold these next few weeks. And that if you need to, you know, You need to make sure that your heating system is on point and not going to break down in the midst of any ice or snow or further cold that's going to be happening. So that means you got to get a hold of our friends at Johnstone Supply and Troy ready to help you over the next weeks and months as this continues on. More important than ever, make sure your furnace or boiler is ready to handle the extra workload in the cold. So make sure you tell your friends and family. To call Johnstone Supply and Troy, 518-272-5922 as the crew is ready to give you the advice you need to get out of your dilemma and figure out the best solution for you, whether it's just fixing a few parts or maybe looking into a new high-efficient Goodman Furnace or Navy and Boilers. So make sure you go give them a call, 518-272-5922, or stop by their store on 6th Avenue in Troy. Talk to the guys, Tom, Kevin, James, or Rob. Make sure you tell them that you heard about us, heard about them on White Heat as part of the Godzilla Media family, and they'll give you the hookup with that. All that being said, um, I know that it was particularly busy in the CT area because AEW had Dynamite and their Rampage taping last Wednesday in in Connecticut, so we're definitely going to touch on that at some point. And, uh, yeah, we have a bunch to go over, so let's Let's breeze through the quick stuff first and go from there. First off, um, New Japan, they've announced that upon further evaluation, two of the wrestlers they had initially put in the New Japan Cup will not be able to compete due to injury circumstances. Um, One, Hiroyoshi Tenzan is still recovering from a knee injury that he suffered recently. So that means that whoever wins the opening round match between Chi and Toru Yano is going to automatically advance into the round of 16 in the New Japan Cup as they will get a second round bye that would have initially been a match against Tenzan. The other injury, a bit more high profile, uh, Kota Ibushi as... Anybody who's been following New Japan knows he's been trying to bow back from injury, get back in the ring as soon as possible. Unfortunately, after further review over recent days, it was considered under best circumstances for his health to not have him return so quick. So he's been pulled from New Japan Cup as well, which therefore means he is forfeiting his first round match that he had scheduled against Great Ocon. And Great Ocon now gets a buy into the second round To face Taiji Ishimori on March twelfth. So, those are the two losses in New Japan Cup as far as able bodies that they were hoping to have, and now we've gone from a field of forty eight to a field of forty six. In the meantime, um, so obviously that's uh, you know it it sucks to lose anybody from a tournament. Anytime you're able, you you have to lose a guy like Kota Ibushi. uh, That kind of brings down the star factor a little bit there, JJ. Um, Yeah. On the other end of things, um, on the good side, there's two things that are good. Uh, Number one, um, the beast is back. Uh, Chris Dickinson.
1: Oh, yes. Yes.
0: He is going to be, he's been officially booked for the New Japan show that's going to be happening in the Dallas area on WrestleMania week. Yep. He's being booked against Tomohiro Ishii. Mm-hmm. That's going to be April the 1st. Yeah, And then um, before that, though, I believe, yes. if I remember correctly, uh, I don't know the exact date in front of me. I'm going to see if I can try to find it that. It
1: should be on that graphic that I sent you.
0: I'm going to pull that up right now. Uh, Dickinson has been put uh, booked in another match with New Japan. I believe New Japan, U.S., if I remember correctly.
1: It's uh, Josh. Oh no, Bloodsport.
0: Josh. Blood sport. Thank you very much. Uh, it's a rematch of Chris Dickinson and Minoru Suzuki, which uh,
1: which is the match Dickinson got hurt in. Correct. It's in Dallas. I'm trying to find the. Tape, it's it's going to be
0: WrestleMania week. It's Thursday yeah. of WrestleMania week in Dallas, so so that Thursday he gets to fight Suzuki, and then the next day he gets Tomohiro Ishii. Um, talk about not taking it easy on yourself coming back.
1: It's Dickinson for you.
0: Yeah, back to back nights against some uh, two bulldogs in Minoru Suzuki and Tomohiro Ishii. So uh, yeah. good on Chris to be coming back, and it'll be good to see him back in the ring and making things happen again.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, Another thing intriguing about New Japan booking, New Japan US booking, um, and it's really it's just intriguing about what where this guy is going overall, because he's popping up all over the place the last week or two, and there's talk about him unfortunately making the decision that I know you were hoping he wouldn't make. Uh, Swerve is back on the scene, and he's been booked for a New Japan US show, Strong Style Evolve. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, but there's also talk. Now, obviously, eh, there's no debut that's been announced coming up at all. But there's see, talk he's going to AEW.
1: Yeah, see, I'm not so sure. Because, like, Fightful did the whole thing where they're like, Shane Strickland's been signed. And Shane Strickland quoted that in a tweet with just a wink emoji. Like, that seems like Swerve's trolling.
0: Right. Um, yeah, so there's nothing really certain about it there's no real confirmation to it. I know that at least I haven't seen any confirmation to it aside from that one post from Fightful. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of a wait and see type of thing.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and obviously AEW and free agency will come up a little bit later yeah. when we address a, a certain someone who recently uh, is no longer with WWE. But again, we'll address that later. We'll get to it. Yeah. The problem, um, it, the,
1: the, uh, the problem with Fightful is they've they've entered Meltzer territory as far as their dependability on their reporting. Oh, that's lovely. That's just fucking lovely.
0: All right, uh, quick, we now go to these fucks. Um. <laughs> so, back
1: Combat. Gonna, uh,
0: we'll we'll get to that in a second. <laughs> So, obviously, Impact had their weekly Thursday show. Um, they had before the Impact, which uh, was uh, Trey Miguel, the X Division champion team, with Jake something against Mike Bailey and he's Austin. Bailey and Austin win. Mm-hmm. Um, and then eventually, later in the show, Jake something is doing an interview and basically says he wants the belt, which I want the belt. Basically. Um, Impact starts with Moose coming out because, you know, we all love Moose. And he's just spouting off at the mouth. And then Heath shows up. (laughs) So it's basically – so basically – am I – I want to make sure I'm comprehending all this correctly. Uh Uh-huh. They basically put the belt on Moose so he could run over every ex-WWE guy one by one until there's nobody left. Yeah, because he's mm-hmm. he's dealt with uh Kaz. Mm-hmm. He's worked with Cardona. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of anybody else he's worked with from WWE since becoming champion.
1: I think that's the only two major programs he's worked in uh but like the and but, but he's also you know, only been champion for like what 3 months I right. think and, and the problem is since he's gotten the belt he's been like freaking going out there cutting you know, anti WWE promos every freaking time like anyone cares you know I'm the needle mover I'm the real champ blah 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 yada yada I'm the son of god well right now you're building a shelf
0: but here here's the here's the problem with all that though Fuck WWE. You're not even drawing AEW numbers, right? So you're not going to get any attention from doing this shit, right? Like AEW. One reason AEW draws attention is because they have an an indie like rabid fan base that has nowhere else to go with themselves,
1: right?
0: Impact barely even. They're barely a blip on the radar at this point.
1: So right. it's like, like I, 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 I get what you're I, trying
0: to accomplish, but at the same time, it's like. Nobody fucking watches your shit.
1: Right. I got in a, a a slight debate with someone about um what you know what company has more has like more clout right now, Impact or NWA, and I'm like NWA is on fucking YouTube, and if you look, their their average episode of of their TV show draws maybe twenty thousand viewers. Impact, on average, draws about a hundred and twenty thousand uh, a week, which. Shit numbers, but it's still five to five to six times what NWA is getting. And that's on a third rate <sighs> cable station that's known for playing old concert footage.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um then oh God, I really don't want to go through this show, but I DOT I combat! Do. I feel obligated, to. We're getting to it. We're getting to it. So basically, Scott Demore then says to Team Impact, because I guess now these guys that happen to tag once are just going to be called Team Impact from now on, fucking lazy pricks.
1: Um, well, for now, because they don't know what to do.
0: So Demore basically tells them that they can't touch on the guys from Honor No More. Because they have every right to be here after they're winning no surrender. Bah, 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 bah. <laughs> no one can touch Eddie tonight because he's gonna explain why he did what he did. Bah, 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 bah. <sighs> uh, but the apparently quote unquote all bets are off when Rhino faces Eddie Edwards at sacrifice, which by the fucking way. Why does it Impact has their pay per view this weekend. Mm-hmm. Are they like stupid or something?
1: Well, yeah, but what what are you re- referring to?
0: Like, as much as I don't like them, why would you ever try to compete with AEW for dollars and cents?
1: Because if your impact, because stupid, like, well, because sacrifice isn't. So the thing is, TNA, uh, TNA, Impact is running this thing now where they do they technically do like two pay per views a month, but one's not really a pay per view. It's just on Impact Plus, and it's a reason to get people to use their subscription service. Stupid, and that's what sacrifice is. Stupid. But I didn't realize they were running on the same day as uh, fuckery.
0: Well, it's the same weekend. Revolution oh, yeah. is Revolution Sunday. Okay. Um, yeah. th- then we get to what you've alluded to already twice. Dot Combat Match! <laughs> which is the digital media championship division way of saying uh,
1: All the plunder is old computer shit.
0: <laughs> no no holds barred. There's no DQs, there's no countouts, anything goes. Uh, I mean, we saw a DVD player get used.
1: She dumped saw- out a bag of old cell phones.
0: We saw a computer keyboard get used. Yep. A selfie stick. Yep. A pile of cell phones. Like. Yep. The fuck. Cardona retains cause lulls.
1: Which brings me. He did the same fucking spot that fucking dumbasses used on AEW with the cup. Who the fuck was where? I think it was Orange Cassidy and Adam Cole. Yes, did the shit with the cup, but the cup had thumbtacks on it. Yes, they did the same shit, except the cup was fucking bedazzled.
0: I hate my life sometimes. Um, this brings me though to this shit. So last night. (laughs) <laughs> or yesterday afternoon. I think it was yesterday afternoon, actually, by the time I um, Matt Cardona tweets out this. Now I know it's kind of fuzzy, so I'll read the tweet, and then I'll explain the picture to you. Uh, the tweet says, quote, my bag is getting too damn heavy. And then he tags NWA Impact Wrestling AIW, which is an indie based out of Illinois, and yep. NYWC, which uh. we won't talk about. Hashtag always ready. Make sure you make it's always with a Z, cause the Z True Long Island. Well, I don't know what the fuck it is. Uh, and hashtag still here, cause no shit. All right, so the belts that are in the picture, I will go top to bottom. Mm-hmm. So top, straight across. That is the Impact Digital Media Championship. Uh huh. The one top left corner is. I'm going to assume it's the heavyweight title in NYWC. I don't know yeah. for sure. Yeah, I assume it is. Obviously, the 10 pounds of gold is what's sitting underneath the digital media championship. Mm-hmm. The far right center is Zack Ryder's made-up internet title. Mm-hmm. And then the bottom two titles are two belts he's won at AIW, apparently. Yeah. Now... You had your own reaction to this, but so did I. This was my initial reaction. Um, I ended up tweeting back at Cardona just for shits and giggles (laughs) because I didn't really care. And I simply wanted to hone in on the internet title by saying, uh, quote, I mean, one of those belts isn't a real thing. So, yeah. (laughs) Um, So that was my initial thing. But then you broke it down a little bit deeper. Mm-hmm. And I will bring up that message real quick. And to which you said, one, he made himself, which is the yep. same one I was referring to. Uh-huh. Two, from a shit knockoff ECW in Illinois that draws 150 tops per show. Yep. The NWA, which means jack shit nowadays. Mm-hmm. The Impact pre show title. Yep. And NYWC has never been on anyone's radar except when it comes to constantly booking guys who have been me
1: too. Yep. Any questions? (laughs) I mean, like, granted, okay, so NYWC is an indie that's been around for like 20 years. Like, okay, bravo. You've you've been able to sustain running an indie for 20 years in New York, you know, and they usually run primarily on Long Island. So that's why, because if you can find a crowd in Long Island, you know, they have money. NYWC doesn't run mostly in the inner city or other parts of New York, they run in deer park and fucking places around there. Mm -hmm. And they, they haven't been known for many good things in recent years. They book people like fucking bull James, who was called out by numerous people during the speaking out movement, who is now suing some of those people for defamation of character, which is fucking ridiculous. Sounds about right. Yeah, AIW. Like I remember when there was like there was uh, there was some streaming service on like when like I first got a Roku. So this was like years ago, and you could watch like it, it was kind of like a it was kind of like a, a prototype like IWTV uh, channel, but you could watch stuff from Absolute Intents on there. Their production value is fucking horrible and still is to this day they draw shit crowds and their, their whole thing is like, we're not like other Indies. We don't do DQs or, or, or count outs. I'm like, so that's the exact same thing. ECW did. Mm-hmm. And like, they're always like, blah, blah, blah. And they run in, they primarily run in Berwyn, Illinois and yep. like someplace in Indiana. Like they just, they've never really been a blip on the radar. Like no one is going out of the way to go. I need to work for AIW. Like it, it's it's a fucking it's an indie company, and this goes th- this whole thing goes back to the conversation we had. It was the last week of the week before that, where we talked about indie guys like showing off like all the belts they have, and all that does is diminish every fucking indie you work for, right? You know, and everyone's like, blah blah blah, belt collector, blah blah blah, ultimate dragon. No, big fucking difference. Big fucking difference, right? Like it's it's just it's fucking pathetic like you and like i said like you know and you know of all the of all those title belts you have the impact one technically means the most right now because it's the one that gets the most views which is pretty and sad and apparently an article was just released i saw it like just we were going live where's that where fucking uh uh where matt cardona said that wwe and aew aren't even on his radar he's too good for them uh right that's why he's constantly got wwe's dick in his mouth and has not shut up about them since his release right like dude you're 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 a bitter indie guy who had a fucking you had a fucking let me when did he first get signed by wwe it was like fucking oh seven something like that so he had like a 13 year fucking career like you should have made your money, and by the time you were done, just said, "Cool, I'll go fucking, I'll go back to fucking helping run fucking Create a Pro uh, Wrestling Academy and helping KM with Wrestle Pro, and just be fine with it." But no, you've got to be the bitter fucking forty-year-old who's a man-child who's pissed off that he never got bigger than what he thought he should be, and it's just all this shit just comes off as childish. I'm sorry. yeah
0: i mean it's but it doesn't it doesn't even shock me anymore at this point right um then there was something with inspiration and influence who really fucking cares and Yo, Caleb. Rem- yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I already mentioned the Jake something Trey Miguel thing yeah. um who the Gujar. <laughs> uh, beat John skyler because nobody cares.
1: They're starting to push him now because apparently they didn't re-sign Rohit Raju, and apparently yeah. Rohit's been has been appearing at fucking uh, AEW YouTube lately. So
0: great. Um, after the match, Morrissey comes out and decides to attack. Sky- oh Schuyler attacks him, but he. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know that Brian Myers had a? Commentate a pro desk?
1: Ridiculous.
0: (laughs) Oh fuck me. Um Deanna beats Lady Frost in what was apparently a triple A Drina title match.
1: Yeah, which like you couldn't tell from the commentary. Like they hardly mentioned it. It was like it was just a throwaway match. And then what and then what's her name came out afterwards? Giselle Shaw. Yeah, she she looks so fucking stupid.
0: Yeah, I I don't like the like what the fuck is that? A chain hanging off her sunglasses?
1: Yeah, it's like you know how like you know librarians would have the chain for their glasses. That looks so stupid. But yeah, yeah, because that's not how you wear a glasses chain. A glasses chain is meant to be worn around the back of your head. Yeah, yeah, no, but she's got it hanging down in front. Like no bitch. Like it's like this chick has never seen a picture of a librarian. Like it's, it's like when an alien sees a picture of a human and goes, This is what I should look like. And like, it's that that's like something I should see in Resident Alien, not on fucking Impact.
0: Uh, then they show Bullet Club in the back, Jay White's talking, violent by design interrupts, and God storms in just a shit Violent show. by
1: design, yeah.
0: Uh, Jonah beats Zicky Dice, because hooray.
1: But the, um, uh, but then apparently the, they're setting up Jonah versus PCO.
0: Right, because Gail Kim confronts him, because that's what I would have confront Jonah. Uh, Gail Kim confronts him backstage, says he needs to stop attacking opponents after the bell. Jonah demands more competition. Gail Kim says, okay, you get PCO at sacrifice.
1: All right.
0: I whatever
1: well gail kim, um, gail kim is their like commissioner or something right now so that's why yeah.
0: then mickey james and chelsea green are talking to gail kim mickey wants to give chelsea a title shot gail says well only if she beats tasha steels in a no more contenders match next week
1: well because what happened was mickey and mickey and chelsea were sitting there talking with gail at a desk and tasha Steeles comes storming in and right. she's like oh hell no and so, now that sets up the fucking you know, one number one. Get down just, just like that, too. Exactly. Oh, God. Oh,
0: oh. <laughs> um, then Honor No More, consisting of Taven, Bennett, and King beat Swan, Mac, and Saban in a six-man tag. <sighs> and then, after that, Eddie comes out and...
1: They devoted, uh, like, 15 minutes to that Eddie promo segment. Yeah. Which, I love Eddie. I've known Eddie since I first broke into the fucking business. I've known, you know, like, and, and fucking Joe. I, so I remember I remember heel Eddie Edwards from way back in the day before anyone knew who he was. And there's a reason that Eddie Edwards had Mike Milano as a manager. Because I love Eddie to death, but his promo skills are uh, not really there. Right. And the reasoning that they had him give for the turn was the dumbest shit I've ever heard.
0: So. All right. So I'm reading through this. Do mm-hmm. I really want to read this out loud?
1: No, don't. Because it was a bunch of rambling.
0: OK, because that's what it's coming off as to me. Um, so essentially, Eddie is talking. Alicia comes out and confronts him. Eddie says you're either with me or you're against me basically. And then leaves Alicia in the ring to end the show. That's right. basically how it
1: is. But it's- the whole thing is basically it broke down as Eddie said, the reason he turned on impact and joined honor no more was because he didn't get a title shot. Like he co- the timeline makes no sense because he basically talks about when Kenny Omega took the belt away from impact and how they let everyone else go after him, but him, how the, how fucking Sammy Callahan failed and how Moose failed and then they're like, but then Josh out they gave the they gave it to Josh Alexander. I'm like, "Did you forget the part about how Omega dropped the Impact title to Christian? Christian came back to Impact, then Christian dropped the belt. They, they completely omitted that portion." Right. And that's why number 1 that's the dumbest fucking reason to do a turn. I didn't get a title shot. But it's like especially when you just fucking you you omit like part of the logic behind it. Right. Like yeah. that's the dumbest shit. It's like, so it's like, oh, Impact screwed us. So that's why I joined these guys. Like, no, imp- yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> like, yeah, no. <laughs> uh,
0: are we done with them? I hope yes. so. Yes. Uh yeah, I'm done with them. Fuck them. Mm-hmm. Um. All right, let's. Let's get all the angry out of the way. Let's go to these okay. assholes. Let's go to these assholes. All right. So. Let's begin with the beginning. Um, can I? All right. So. So Dynamite begins. Because this makes fucking sense.
1: Hmm. <laughs>
0: So they start the night with the tag team battle world to determine the first set of contenders for Jungle Saurus, Jungle, Jungle Saurus <Source. laughs> for Lucha <Luchasaurus and laughs> Just, Just call them that. Just call them Jungle because it doesn't yeah, matter. Jungle Saurus, yeah. Um, that's actually not a bad name for them. Um, uh, for the Jungle Saurus tag team titles at Revolution, <laughs> um, and when they come on air. I'm trying to think. Did they? There were no intros. Okay. So there were no intros at all. They just came in. They had all the teams in this Battle Royal outside the ring. Yeah. Not in the ring. No, 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 no. no. Let's have them all standing around the fucking ring. Uh Uh-huh. Bring out Christian and Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy. Mm Mm-hmm. Who I don't even think were on commentary. They were just there to sit there. Yeah. And then you ring the bell.
1: And then everyone crawls in. That's an old 80s uh, WWF style uh, battle royal.
0: Okay. Which leads me to what happens 30 seconds in. Um, If Butcher and Blade don't end up on Botchamania.
1: I thought this is my first note too. I don't know who
0: booked this shit. Between Butcher, Blade, and Best Friends,
1: mm-hmm. but that God, elimination between Blade and Reynolds was fucking terrible. What a clusterfuck! And dude, I'm I'm gonna like I, I'm pretty sure I've touched on this a little bit in the past, but I've worked on shows of Butcher and Blade when they first got together because, like, so Pepper Parks is an actually tra- actual trained worker. Right. The Butcher is not. The Butcher is just a fucking guy in a fucking metal band who lifted weights and was friends with wrestlers who come who would come strolling into fucking indie shows that he was booked on, acting like his shit didn't stink. Yay. And is fucking horrible. He always has been. And there, was like, some,
0: there was something he did, too, in the middle of the ring that... Uh... What I don't remember he fucked something up or he did something. He did. Super stiff.
1: My my note was butcher belongs nowhere near a ring, so I'm not quite sure. Yeah, exactly I don't what really it either. Was.
0: There was something he did that I I just I, I God fuck damn Jesus fuck,
1: mm-hmm. that's all I
0: could say at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? Oh, so somehow somehow, uh, this is the next comment I have listed. Somehow. Since leaving NXT and being released, 2.0 has gotten shittier and fatter at the same time.
1: Uh Uh-huh. It was funny how I was calling them the fat bucks before. But fuck it ain't, Matt. Lay off the cheeseburgers. Dude, did you notice? But now they decided because, like, uh, now they're not ripping off the bucks anymore. Now they're ripping off Furnace on Lafon Because
0: Canada. I mean, one of them's getting fat like one, like, never mind. One of them's getting bigger in the wrong way. Like, like, uh, yeah. Furnace. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. And apparently someone. So, oh yeah. Like during it and during it on commentary, Shivani mentioned how the fucking, uh, the championship match is going to be a three way, but he said, it's going to be a trios match. I'm like, that's not what a trios match is. Tony, this is why you should have stayed the fuck away. Cause to- you don't know uh, shit.
0: All three of them had fuck-ups at one point during their fucking time at the table that night, so. Yeah. I don't know How bad in. is it
1: that I didn't realize until, like, the last, like, five guys were in it that FTR were actually even in this match?
0: I mean, I noticed it, but.
1: I didn't until, like, the, 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 the fucking field thinned out. I was like, wait, FTR are in this match. Because I was sitting there going, FTR isn't even in this match. Oh, wait, there they are.
0: Yep. Yep. Yep.
1: Um, What do you call it? That was possibly the most boring battle royal I have ever seen in my life and that includes indies.
0: There wasn't a whole lot of feel behind it. It was was pretty dull, honestly. I have
1: seen pre-show battle royals with green as fuck students that were more entertaining than that battle royal. Um...
0: What's the other stuff I had here? Um, Oh, and
1: there was there was a spot during the battle royal. It's it's the it's the fucking perennial AEW stupidity spot where there's something going on. No, well, no, when there's something going on outside of the ring and everybody in the ring stops to watch it. Fucking there was some shit going on between fucking where, whatever, between Trent and Santana on the outside, and everyone in the ring stopped because the camera was on them on the outside. That happens way too fucking often.
0: Uh, Other notes I have from that specific match. uh, Listen. First off, I'm not even gonna call them the young bucks anymore. I'm just gonna call them the old bucks because they're looking uh-huh. old as fuck. Number uh-huh. two, number two, they just can't stop fucking imitating. Uh-huh. Like, like, can we stop? Can we stop with the the, the Randy Savage bullshit? Can we stop uh-huh. with that? I feel like that's like that's like Matt's go to thing this these days. Uh-huh. Like, suck a dick. You're not Randy Savage. You never will be, never have been. So uh-huh. fuck off. All right. Um
1: Randy Savage took here? shits bigger than that kid.
0: They are Trying so fucking hard to make John Silver a star in that company.
1: And the thing is, I like John. I really do. I like John a lot. Um, Worked with him several times. Uh, Dude's got a great attitude. He's funny in the locker room. He obviously cares about trying to look better as he's gotten a lot more muscle bulk since getting on AEW. The problem is always going to be his height and that they portray him too fucking dorky. Like, yeah, John's a dorky guy. He's funny like that, right. but his character shouldn't be as dorky. And the right. thing is, and John was over as a motherfucker in that, and they just completely ignored it because they had to get their own shit in. Mm-hmm. Like, that whole crowd was chanting for fucking... And I, I hate the fucking name Johnny Hongi. That's just... oh, But that's what the crowd was chanting. Yeah. But, and like, I, I like John, but he was completely overshadowed in that match.
0: So, the basic story they were trying to get over in the match was... Red Dragon and the Bucks working together to, tr- to thin out everyone until it came down just them two. Mm-hmm. End up kind of working that way as it came down to O'Reilly, one of the fucks, and was it Silver? Yeah. Okay. So basically, uh, fuck number two because I don't remember which one it was, Matt or Nick. Uh, fuck number two was putting Silver over and out, and in the midst of that. O'Reilly also tossed out fuck too, so yeah. O'Reilly wins the Battle Royal.
1: O'Reilly then, had like feigned a knee injury and then went over and did boop-boop.
0: Right. And so this leads to a confrontation afterwards between Red Dragon and the Bucks. They're arguing mm-hmm. whatever and that was yeah. that. So Red Dragon gets the first spot in the title match, the pay-per-view. The second Battle Royal is this Wednesday on Dynamite yeah. and, and uh, we'll see who the other team's going to be. In then
1: match. there was a post-match thing with Adam Page man out there or Adam Cole. Who was it? It was Adam Page, yeah. Adam Page was out there and Adam Cole was out there. And the whole thing was like, and Adam, uh, fucking Adam Page is still terrible on the mic, but Adam Page is on the mic in the ring and they keep, the other cameraman on the fucking mobile cam is out next to Red Dragon on the ramp.
0: And Bobby Fish is way too fucking loud. Yeah, and Bobby
1: Fish won't shut the fuck up and it's like, dude, this is why you never made it on actual TV in WWE, because you can't take fucking cues correctly. You're a fucking idiot. Gotta hate Bobby Fish.
0: <laughs> um, the other thing I'm kind of—I much I don't want this to happen. The way they're playing this whole thing out, and then there was eventually a segment they did later on because God forbid they had only the match involving Bucks and on the show. They have, they had have to have a
1: backstage have, segment too.
0: Gotta have a backstage segment. The way they play out this whole thing with Bucks, Cole, and D- Red Dragon, I think... And you also got a little hint of this because when Paige came out, it was Red Dragon and Bucks in the ring. Mm-hmm. Paige attacks Bobby and Kyle first, and then when he looks at the Bucks, they're like, fuck it. We're, yeah. go- like, we're cool. I'm good. And they all they both roll out. Are they yeah. trying to tease the Bucks maybe going face at some point? Or is this just jet, this, them trying to just... Just they believe there's a there's a connection there that hasn't been there for two years.
1: They've been teasing that since the night Paige won the title off Omega. Because they did the whole thing where they appeared. Because Nick
0: was gonna interfere but didn't interfere and just kind of give him the knot. Yeah, yeah.
1: It's all gonna lead into the fucking big elite versus bullet club feud that they want to ramp up this summer and who's gonna be on whose side and the same old bullshit that it always is in angles like this
0: but there's no so that doesn't make any fucking sense well yeah cause out of the Bullet Club members that former and current that are any part of AEW they're pretty much all members of the elite too so how the fuck even book that
1: because that's gonna be the whole fucking the whole thing I talked about. Because like, because Cole is just like, I know we're all elite, but we are Bullet Club first. And you're Bullet Club for life. And blah 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 blah. And it's gonna be the custody of Adam Cole on a pole match and shit. Fucking, it's and because because you brought it because they fucking depends on how long they keep Jay White on payroll. Uh, right. If, if they decide to bring fucking Gallows and Anderson back at this point, because God knows they're fucking leeches everywhere they go. And they haven't been on AEW TV fuck. Since the whole Impact merger kind of went by the wayside.
0: Right. And honestly, Kenny's been out because of whatever's going on. He'll be back.
1: He'll be back because everyone's like, oh my god, Kenny might never come back from his injury. (laughs) Shut the fuck up! Kenny's sitting there collecting a fucking paycheck. Collecting two paychecks because he's got his talent paycheck and his EVP paycheck to sit there and do fucking nothing.
0: Maybe three because of whatever the... "Quote unquote video game division might be doing."
1: Oh Jesus, fuck! Don't even get me started on that shit.
0: <sighs> um. Okay, then we have what else next? Oh, then we have the MGF, M- MGF, MJF promo. Uh-huh. Um.
1: <sighs> I think it was his best promo today. I.
0: See, I was torn about this. Assuming, I agree that it was very, very, very good. Mm-hmm. Are we taking all that to be real? Shoot, not shoot necessarily, but you get my what I'm saying. Like, was this was this legit, Max? With maybe a little bit of. Dressing on it to fancy it up?
1: So, it all depends on where they go with this. Do Like, apparently everyone thinks that it's going to lead to MJF turning babyface, which I don't see. MJF belongs as a heel. No. If they're smart, which they're not, what it should be is MJF basically just using this to lure a punk in and then doing mega fucking heel ever, you know, being like, see, I can still get inside your head because I'm fucking better than you. Like, you know, you people ate out of the fucking palm of my hand and I suckered punk in and all this shit. Cause it'll lead to like a sympathy spot in the dog collar match will be like, I looked up to you and then ball shot.
0: You basically just allude to what I was gonna mention. Like this screams something happening <laughs> during their match where <laughs> maybe Punk has the opportunity going for the kill to win uh-huh. and hesitates. Uh-huh. You don't even need MJF to do anything, right? You just need Punk to hesitate, right? And then have MJF go over. That's what you need,
1: right? But it's AEW, so you know MJF's not going to go over in the long run.
0: You'd hope they at least be smart enough to do the the sympathy spot, essentially, in the match. But
1: right, but then they'll still do some fuckery or Punk lens.
0: Yeah, who the fuck knows? And then fucking Punk, of course, comes in at the end of the promo. And goes, really? Is this true? Is this true? He was Am like Jeff- the he was like the, the
1: the stepdad in the drug in the drug enforcement commercials, <laughs> right? Right. And M. Jeff is just kind of standing
0: there. and He's just like the you teenager. All right.
1: I learned it by watching you. <laughs>
0: it was it was <laughs> what it was. It was CM Punk leading into his, his 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 actor's card from heels. That's what it was.
1: His sad guard. Yep.
0: <laughs> um. All right, so after that, we had. Oh, there's so much to unpack from the match after that.
1: Um, the fucking tag match.
0: So here's my initial reaction at the,
1: from the start, okay? Can Penta- I get mine first? Go ahead. Go ahead. The Go. opening spot was fucking Pac doing a 450. The opening spot! The beginning of the match was Pac doing a 450. Yeah. Fuck do you go from there?
0: Um so even before that, um I mean Penta Oscuro is what it is. It's it was it's Pentagon Dark. Right. Um but I will
1: say this Nice name by the way. What? Well, considering my one of my first creations was El Tornado Oscuro.
0: Oh, right, 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 right.
1: Um, (laughs) I don't know the background
0: of this guy completely, but Alex Abrahantes is slowly growing on me.
1: Mm. Because he's... Now he's one of the Undertaker's fucking druids. (laughs) I feel like he's allowed himself to fully
0: entrench himself into... Or Penta and Pac are trying to sell here. And I I, I I like it when a manager doesn't just generalize themselves into one look or one character, per se. Mm-hmm. I like managers who have a little flair. What the f- – oh, that was an email. Um, Sorry, I, I had a random bing in my ear. Um, Yeah, I like managers who were able to show depth. I feel mm-hmm. like Alex has been doing that. So I liked I, I like what I've been seeing from Alex. Obviously, we'll see what happens from here. Mm-hmm. Um, but Pack and Penta end up winning because Pack blocks the mist from uh Malachi. What? Yeah. And then it leads to a roll up to get the win.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But then um but then black and brody, jump pack and penta, lights go out. Mm-hmm. Lights come back up. Buddy Matthews is in the ring. People are thick and Malachi is acting all scared and shit. Buddy looks like he's going to attack Malachi, but instead he starts attacking Pac and Penta. <sighs> Malachi starts laughing. Eventually, um, Buddy stomps Penta into a chair and Buddy Matthews is considered a new member of House of Black.
1: Buddy Matthew is a new member of House of Black.
0: Thank you very much. Um,
1: like, yeah. the, the whole segment, just like, so, you went into this with the fucking Kings of the Black Throne being yet another tag team that they're talking up as undefeated, but aren't in the title picture. Correct. And then you have them get beat flat. Yep. By the baby faces, So, there Whoa. goes the push. And then you introduce another member into this stable, who, like, oh, it's the big swerve, because everyone would have thought that... Buddy Matthews and Black would have fucking been on opposing sides because of their shit in WWE. And it's like, once again, you're fucking built, you're, you're just taking something that was already there and trying to repackage it as your own. You're yep. re-gifting a storyline. yeah. That doesn't fucking work. And then, like, Matthews looks so out of place between Black and Brody. Like, he looks nothing like them his styles and the and the it's this it, have fun on YouTube. Cause that's all this is going to end up fucking being because now trios. You got, yeah. Fucking trios. Like, and you can't even do trios because Phoenix still isn't ready to come back yet. So Pac and Penna got to find a third guy. And then like, still they that's all you're fucking doing with these guys. Remember Malachi black was supposed to be one of the fucking game changers that came in and was going to be a main eventer. Malachi and, black. Right. And now all he's doing is this fucking tag and trio shit with the same mid-card guys that have been in the mid-card since he fucking got there and before.
0: House of Black.
1: House of Black.
0: Uh, What was after that? Oh, yeah. So after that, we have
1: Jericho and Eddie. One hour and nine minutes. First mention of WWE.
0: I mean, at least they got through the first hour.
1: It's always around the nine o'clock spot that it happens, though.
0: Well, at least they got through the first hour. <laughs> Let's just give them credit for that. They got through one hour. <laughs> uh, I felt overall was a decent segment. Um we all knew what it was leading to, obviously. They were obviously gonna book themselves to face each other at Revolution. That was a no-brainer. Right. Um here here comes my question though. And I feel like it's a dumb question, but I have to ask it anyways. Okay. What direction does any of this lead to for either
1: guy? It doesn't. It's Jericho trying to stay relevant. But And there's literally nothing for Eddie after this. How does Eddie
0: make keep Chris relevant?
1: Because Eddie is the fucking hot fucking Indie journeyman right now in AEW. He gets the big pop, especially in the New York market. And Jericho needs to be in there with someone who the crowd relates with. This isn't gonna help for shit though, because
0: the pay-per-view is in fucking Orlando.
1: Do you think that they do you think that Tony Khan thinks this shit out?
0: Hence why I said <laughs>
1: it's a dumb question, but exactly. <laughs> Like, it just, it, it's it's, liter- it's literally just for Jericho to try to glom on to whatever fucking craze Eddie is getting right now.
0: So dumb. Um, Then we have Ricky Starks qualifying for the Big Cheerio. Who the fuck did he beat? I don't even fucking remember. That's
1: how. Oh, it was. Uh, hold on. Was it, it Orange
0: Cassidy? No. Cassidy, no, he. No, because Cassidy qualified on Rampage. Spoiler alert. Um, Who the fuck did Ricky beat? Oh, 10. He'd be Preston Vance. Yeah. Um, so Starks qualified. So now you have two members of Team Taz in the big Cheerio match.
1: Um, fucking Powerhouse Hobbs needs to lose the fucking overalls. He looks like a child. No. Like, man. dude, this is not 1993, and this is not a Naughty by Nature music video. Stop it.
0: Hip-hop hooray! Oh. Um... Then we have Jade Cargill retain the TBS title over Bunny. She's twenty eight and no, lot of fucking da.
1: That match, you want to talk about Bacha mania?
0: Yeah. Holy
1: fuck! Uh,
0: that then,
1: whole match. Then
0: Ty Conti comes out wanting a shot at Jade, which I thought was just hilarious.
1: Yeah, um, hell of a promo that got written for her by a nine year old. And then, oh Jesus
0: Christ! <laughs>
1: and then Ty.
0: And, uh, so Ty's face to face with Jade Bunny comes in trying to jump Ty Then Ty lays out Bunny And then Conti got the stiffest fucking boot I've ever seen in my life from Jade Cargill uh-huh. um, That's what happens when you're Six inches too close to the boot Maybe Ty.
1: Ty Ty I just love how on commentary They tried to say that the bunny was Jade Cargill's Biggest threat to date I'm like really This is where we're going
0: Really? Did they not see who she faced in the tournament to win the title.
1: Yeah, no, no, the bunny. The bunny was her biggest threat. To, to Jade.
0: Fuck. Well, I can't say what I was going to say, but no, not the bunny.
1: And like it's and the Jade is proof positive for me that I don't believe anything about Cody jumping ship to another company as long as Jade Cargill has that fucking belt. Because if. If Cody and Brandy are really gone completely, there should be no reason Jade Cargill is still getting pushed like this because she's fucking awful. The Same. only reason she got the push was because she was Brandy's bestie. And that fucking... Dude, like, apparently now they've got Danielson sticking up for her and saying like, well, yeah, she's come a long way in 10 months above all and she's 28 and out. Motherfucker, I, I fucking said it this morning. I will say it, Nero, and I will say it forever. Anybody who is in their first year of wrestling does not belong on national television. I don't give a fuck what company it is. That goes across the board. That goes for all the motherfuckers in NXT 2.0. And it goes for fucking AEW. If you have not been in a ring, you should be in a ring for a minimum amount of time before you're allowed in front of a crowd, let alone national fucking television.
0: That's typically what they do at wrestling schools.
1: Yeah. But no, this girl was fucking Brandy's bestie, so let's fucking shove her out there. And you notice they made her dye her hair because it looked like shit?
0: That's yeah, all green and shit now.
1: hmm Because it looked like fucking bleached straw. That's why. Uh, main
0: event of Dynamite was Brian Danielson and Daniel Garcia. Danielson goes over... comes out to attack Danielson after the match. Mox comes out for the save. Mm -hmm. And then Danielson accepts Mox's challenge for a match at Revolution. And that's how they go off the air.
1: Regal and Eaton.
0: Um, Rampage, I'm assuming you
1: didn't watch. I did not. um, But I think I got results.
0: All right. I can blow through it for you real quick. Uh, Sammy retained the TNT title over Andrade. Uh
1: Uh-huh. Yep, Which I remember
0: that. I guess we all expected.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. Then there was a segment where Q.T. Marshall came out, was talking shit about Hook and talking shit about Taz. Then said it hooked into the balls and come out. Hook comes out, lays out three Monster Factory guys, or not Monster Factory, um, Nightmare Factory. Factory. Yeah. Um. And then that was that. Hook literally came out to the top of the stage, laid out the three guys that ran to him. Uh-huh. For for spots, yep, and then because that's back. how a fight works, right? And QT just stood in the middle of the rampway, just like, what the fuck? What the fuck? Go go go! Kind of thing,
1: right? Um, and apparently, uh, I've got I've got eyewitness report from people that were there. Apparently, the entire span of Rampage uh, that, that they taped was over ninety minutes. So they heavily edit Rampage. It's been fucking given.
0: Well, not only that, too. Like, you could you could definitely tell this time because they were coming back from commercials with guys already in the ring and literally just ringing the bell and go yep. instead of having entrances being shown. That was at, at least for two of the matches, maybe three on the card. Yeah. Um.
1: And so, yeah. And so I looked for spoilers for Dark Elevation because they filmed Dark Elevation before... Uh, mm-hmm. Before it, because I wanted to see, because I told you I wanted to check on Local. they're in Connecticut, how many actual Connecticut talents made it onto this show. So apparently, word from a couple of people was there was a waiting list that you had to get on back in like December. Oh, yeah. Which is why there's guys from Mass who have been showing up at shows in like fucking like South Jersey and shit because they've signed up and then been like, if you want a spot on dark, you've got to drive to this show fucking 200 miles away. However, I looked on that show and judge the the only one that I can't see because there's one that says there was a six man where three local talents were defeated. So I don't know who those are until the actual show comes out. Mm -hmm. There was no one from Connecticut. On fucking Elevation, there was no one from Connecticut working as security on Dynamite. Saw Channing Thomas from Massachusetts. I saw him as one of the people working security. Saw George Ole, obviously, who's like, he's on the like semi-contract with AEW, and he's from Mass. But uh, I didn't see uh, any Connecticut people. But you know what I did see? Saw a lot of workers from Connecticut posting pictures from their fucking seat in the crowd.
0: It's funny you bring that up because there is one indie talent that I want to recognize today. One. Okay. And this actually is... Uh, actually, no. I'll bring it up in a second because there was one match before this that I just need to pull through quick. Um, so, Wardlow beats Nick Camarado. That's one of the matches where they had to go straight into the bell. Yeah. And then Spears comes in and basically cuts a promo saying, look, Wardlow, this powerbomb shit's not working. We need to go back to basics. Uh, just stupid shit. Just yeah. fucking stupid shit. Yeah. Um, but then we get to who I want to recognize. So Serena Deeb had her rookie challenge and won in like two and a half minutes. Okay. The girl that she beat is named Kayla Sparks.
1: Who was also on
0: set? Correct. She's she's from my area. She's from Schenectady. Yep. She was introduced from Schenectady on Rampage. Yep. So basically, this girl was in Connecticut Wednesday night, taped a match for Rampage with Serena Deeb for that was going to air Friday night.
1: Yeah.
0: On TNT, ended up airing like around ten. 30, 10, 40, yeah. I'm guessing, roughly in that name. Yeah. At the same time, two nights later, she's live in Hershey for SmackDown yeah. as a plant ringside yeah. for the debut of the Los Lotharios kiss cam. Yeah. And she's the girl that gets the kiss from Angel Garza and Humberto Carrillo. So, good on you for being the only indie wrestler that had hustle to work both ends of the territory.
1: Exactly. Good for you. Right, I will say though. Uh, apparently, at least Willow Nightingale got a spot on uh, elevation.
0: Right, and and the funny shit is Eddie name dropped Willow. Did you catch that? Yes, he did. When he at the very beginning, he's like, "I don't know why we're doing this shit. Let's bring out oh fuck, who did the fuck do you say? Uh, they say what was it? Thunder uh, Rosa and Willow Nightingale, I think was who think he we so, re- yeah. said. Yeah. yeah, I was like, the fuck you say Willow Nightingale for? You caught me off yeah. guard. Um. All right, what else? Then we have the Thunder Rosa-Britt Baker contract signing. Which brings me to something I told you. I'm telling you, like this is... One or two things is going to happen. Okay. Thunder Rosa is going to win that belt at Revolution, thanks to Mercedes Martinez. Or Mercedes helping Thunder Rosa the last few weeks is all facade, and she's going to fuck over Thunder Rosa out of the title.
1: Which it'll probably be the later and stupid because it's fucking Tony Khan.
0: So, but basically, what happened was at the end of the contract signing, Thunder Rosa was trying to jump Hater uh well, trying to jump Britt. Hater jumped in from behind. And the Mercedes came out and took out Hater, and then which allowed Thunder Rosa to take out Britt. Basically, mm-hmm. um, and then, and then the end of the night was Orange Cassidy beating. Anthony Bowens to qualify for the Big Cheerio match. So, the Face the Revolution match now has Wardlow, Keithley, Hobbs, Starks, Uh and Orange Cassidy. And the last qualifying match is on Dynamite, I believe, this coming Wednesday.
1: And have they announced
0: what that match is? Uh, Give me two seconds. I'll try to pull that up. Um...
1: So, I would also like to mention that, you know, so Dynamite and Rampage were getting filmed at the Webster Bank Arena. That's not a very big arena. That's like, I like going to shows there because you've pretty much got a good vantage point no matter where you're sitting. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: But it's not a big arena. And they had at least two completely empty sections. And that's not counting the entire upper tier, which was empty. Which, I mean, the upper tier isn't a lot of seats anyway, and it's usually reserved seats, but still, that was completely empty as well.
0: AEW is doing something five nights in a row this week.
1: Maybe that's part of the big
0: announcement. No, it's not, because it's been known for a while. Let me roll through what they're doing. So they have, (laughs) uh, first of all, I don't have a match list in front of me. I'll try to look for matches in a second. Um, But Dynamite's Wednesday night in Jacksonville. Thursday night, they're doing... uh, I'm not sure if it's a live event or if they're actually doing tapings. I'm assuming these are going to be tapings for their YouTube shows. Um, But they're doing a show at Universal Studios in Orlando Thursday night. Yeah. Then they're doing Rampage in Orlando Friday night. They're doing a FanFest Saturday and um, in Orlando, and then Sunday night obviously is the pay-per-view in Orlando.
1: Okay. And then
0: next Wednesday, they're in Fort Myers. So, that's six events in eight nights. Now, granted, they're all in the Jacksonville, Orlando, Fort Myers area, so they're not really going very far, but it's to be noted. Uh-huh. Uh, let me see. Uh, AEW. I should, you know, it's probably good. I should code to their Twitter. That will probably give me what I'm looking for. Um, in the meantime, I do want to bring something up while I look for these, um, if matches announced yet. Um, one thing that did come out is apparently, which is, and I don't know, like, I don't understand this. So apparently, Brian Cage is re-signing for a one-year deal. Yeah. Tell me how this makes sense. That I—I've
1: I, been asking the same question
0: because it seemed like there was nothing but shitting on AEW.
1: Well, it's been his wife shitting on AEW.
0: I. Am I missing something
1: here? I don't get it. I really don't get it. Like, he wasn't really doing anything to begin with. He hasn't been on TV since the summer. Right. When he jobbed to Ricky Starks. Right. Like, what are you going to do with him? Are you just retaining him on contract so you can have him job to Wardlow and Keith Lee because you need bigger guys? Right. Right. I'm I'm lost. I'm very lost. Like it makes no sense to me. It's like you you like impact's not gonna take him back. He burned that bridge. WWE will never use him again. He burned that bridge early in his career. So where are you worried about him going? Why the fuck do you why are you giving this fucker money? Yeah,
0: I I I don't understand it at all.
1: Um as far as matches for
0: dynamite this Wednesday, um, I do see they have a six man tag. It's gonna be Hangman Page, John Silver and Alex Reynolds against Adam Cole and Red Dragon. Yay! Um,
1: Adam Cole's going to uh, go over on one of the Dark Order guys. By okay. the
0: way, they, apparently they had the Jacksons announce on on uh, being the elite their YouTube show today. AEW is making their day is coming to Ontario,
1: California. Who the fuck? Well, because they haven't done any West Coast dates, have they?
0: Fuck. They're basically they're placating to the Young Bucks' home. I. Okay, yeah,
1: whatever. Yeah, and the and the um, and the PWG crowd—they're
0: coming there for Rampage Friday, June third. Yay! Good for them, I guess.
1: <laughs> um,
0: what else is happening on Dynamite? Tony Khan's making a
1: huge announcement that's going to change the face of the wrestling industry.
0: Oh, Jay Lethal is going to be on AEW Dark tonight. What a fucking shock!
1: Yeah, he goes um, over to George O
0: Yeah. Where oh where oh there's the willow nightingale match. She, she faced yeah, Layla, Layla Hirsch. Hirsch. Yeah, yeah, that sucks. Yeah. Where oh where are these matches? I'm gonna have to actually tune into this fucking YouTube show. Yeah, the only thing who the fuck those three local
1: talents are.
0: The only thing they, only thing they really, only things they've really been teasing at all for Dynamite are the six man tag, uh, the second tag team battle royal and Tony Khan's announcement. That's the only stuff they've been teasing for Dynamite so far.
1: Which you're fucking days away from one of your quarterly pay-per-views and you're you're the you're the company that is all like we're not going to do monthly shit. Our quarterly pay-per-views are going to be important. And you've got fucking you've got matches that aren't set yet 3 days before a fucking pay-per-view. You don't know who's gonna be the sixth guy in your spot fest for the Cheerio. You don't know who's gonna be the third team in the fucking in, in the fucking tag team turmoil fucking match, even though we know it's gonna be the fucking Young Bucks. You don't know fucking like <laughs> you, you've had you've had a two-week build to fucking Adam Cole versus Adam Page.
0: They just booked a tornado trios match, by the way. Oh, there.
1: that's right.
0: Sting Darby and um Who the fuck has Sting and Darby been standing up for recently? Um Sammy. Sammy. Yeah. Yeah. Sting, Darby, and Sammy against
1: Andrade and fucking Isaiah Cassidy and not. Oh, private party. Sting. No, yeah. Mark Quinn's not in it. It's Andrade, Isaiah Cassidy, and I think Matt Hardy. Because I specifically remember that like Mark Quinn has not been in these matches, which I, I laugh at because. Why? You know, what? because 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 apparently they're trying to push Isaiah Cassidy because I'm guessing that Mark Quinn's ego got to everyone in the fucking locker room there too.
0: That'd be interesting.
1: I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah,
0: I know. I know.
1: Fucking a decade of experience dealing with that fucking kid.
0: Yeah, I know. All right. Well, let's get the fuck away from these assholes. Yay. And uh we're going to talk about WWE in a second who you know, they're obviously on the road to Wrestlemania. I mean, it's less than five weeks away. 33 days, if my math is correct, till Wrestlemania Saturday. Because don't call it night one. Make sure you call it Wrestlemania Saturday or Wrestlemania Sunday.
1: And Wrestlemania Backlash.
0: <laughs> and on this night one, yes. And make sure you call Backlash Wrestlemania Backlash. Because fuck all. Um, so we're on the road to Wrestlemania. And There are friends of ours at Mohawk Condo want to make sure you are on the road with a safe, reliable vehicle in the rest of 2022 with a new year going through or a couple months into the new year. You have new goals. Maybe it's to, you know, go to the gym more, quit smoking, whatever it may be. And one of those for your family is probably getting a safe, reliable vehicle so that you can get from point A to point B without any concerns whatsoever about your vehicle. Shit in the bed. Well, if you stop at the Mohawk Honda and check out their broad selection of pre owned inventory, they will find the rate, make, model, and price point to fit your budget and your needs. So you can talk to Luis, the VIP man Morales, Jake Hot Sauce Doyle, Cars Recurrence for Boda, Mark from Clifton Park. They'll hook you up. Also, right now, they still have the Kelly Blue Book instant cash offer. We will get top dollar for your trading. So basically, either put the money in your pocket, take care of bills at home, or Even better, use the money they're giving you for your used vehicle and put it towards that newer vehicle that you are going to take home that day from Mohawk Honda. Talk to any of the sales and leasing consultants like Brian McKenna, Mike Benice, Nicole uh, Nicole Osier, Cam McKenna. They'll all be able to help make your 2022 automotive goals their top priority. So start off 2022 the right way with just the right deal at Mohawk Honda in Scotia Glenville where they always go out of their way to please you. Um, Before we get into Specific WWE results And we get into The road to Wrestlemania And how it's looking How the card is forming And the extreme fucked up shit That they seem to be planning right now To add to the Wrestlemania card We have to address the elephant in the room From the past week Claudio Castagnoli A.K.A. Antonio Cesaro A.K.A. Cesaro Gone Did not come to terms on a new contract with WWE. Uh And he is now on his own. So, that all being said, I'd like to get your point of view on, like, I know what I'd like to see him do.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: I would like to get your viewpoint now before I say mine.
1: I don't see him doing anything. I see him being done. I see him as someone who is smart and saved his money. And, I mean, it's not like he doesn't have anything in the tank. He could go for another fucking 20 years. I don't see him doing anything. I think maybe he'll show up for a couple of spots in Japan just because. But as long as Sarah is still a trainer at the PC, I think he is smart enough to not put her job in jeopardy. And so I don't see him showing up in impact or on fucking AEW, or like anywhere like that. Like I said, I could see him doing some Japan spots. That's about it.
0: Um, so I have two thoughts of uh, where I think this could go. Uh number one. I believe there is an opportunity for him to... How should I put this? I think there's a chance that if he... There's a chance that if he does anything outside the U.S., my guess is he might go back to Europe. My guess is he I guess he he'd probably go back to Europe if he does anything outside the US. Japan yeah. obviously is a good option too, but I just I just kind of lean towards Europe because that's his roots. Mm-hmm. Um, but the other side of me thinks lay low
1: mm-hmm.
0: watch how things play out the next. Four to six months. Yeah. And if I'm him, there's only one company I even think about helping out in the States Ring of Honor.
1: That could be a possibility.
0: That's the only spot in the US I could possibly see him going and doing anything on a regular basis with at this point. Because, uh-huh. and the reason I say wait four to six months is because, you got to remember, Ring of Honor, they've been on pause for, by the time they have Supercard of Honor in Dallas WrestleMania week, they will have been away from the public eye for almost four months. So, if you, if Claudio sits himself down and gives himself four to six months, that means you're given a Ring of Honor two to four months, two to five months and see how they reestablish their brand, Uh how they are executing this reestablishment of their brand, who Uh they're bringing on board to do this with and potentially weigh out the pros and cons of where you could fit into this new rebranding of Ring of Honor. Uh Um. But I think that's the only US option I think he would even consider at this point.
1: Turn him into the William Regal of NXT. Or,
0: or aside from the aside that like aside from potentially going back to WWE if they can figure shit out. That's the mm-hmm. only US option I can think of that is legitimate at this point is Ring of Honor. Yeah. But that's um but obviously that's as far as in-ring talent's concerned, that's a big hit um, for WWE. Now, granted, they weren't using him for a whole lot recently, but it's still talent going out the door um, that seems a little bit unnecessary to lose mm-hmm. in a lot of opinions. Um, that all being said, let's get into WWE TV from the past week. Okay. Uh, so, we left off with NXT. So, NXT opens with Braun and Dolph. Can we just not have Braun on a microphone? Like,
1: terrible. So fucking terrible.
0: It's just no good. It's just no good at all. Um... Then we have Grayson Waller beating L.A. Knights. because Dirty, yeah.
1: Why not? Because we um, need to continue this story. Because we have nothing else for fucking L.A. Knight, and Grayson Waller is still too green to be able to work with anyone else.
0: Uh, Io Shirai and Kaylee Ray advance in the Dusty Cup, the Women's Dusty Cup. Um, then we had Duke Hudson beating Dante Chen, because fuck it.
1: Then Duke oh. Hudson getting all rapey in the back afterwards. Cause reasons. Cause we needed Cause- to make
0: a fashion between Duke Hudson and Persia Prada.
1: And we need to make it a love triangle bullshit where they, they they allude to Duke and Indy previously dating.
0: That's great.
1: And make Dexter oh. Loomis look like a bitch.
0: Basically. Um, then we have Mellow and Dunn do a promo. Then Grimes comes out and attacks Mellow. So um, I think we're
1: going to get a three way in that situation.
0: Probably. And then they come back from break and all of a sudden, Oh, Trick Williams is actually going to wrestle. Yeah. So that's interesting. Hands yeah. up losing to Cameron Grimes. Mm-hmm. And then we get to your favorite part of the show. The Keena Lines makes her debut and wins. I don't even remember who the hell she even fought. I don't think it, it was, was a, a
1: random indie chick. chick.
0: How the hell did I get hold on? How the hell did Pugsley's pit background get up here? Hold on, <laughs> <laughs> that was weird. Um,
1: yeah, uh, yeah. Okay, that now, now I'm gonna that that's it. All right. This bitch. You build her up with these promos about how her daddy was a rock star and how she learned how to fight on the road like none of the fucking it is such an early 90s gimmick. Like this has the what it's it's another this has Bruce Pritchard's fingerprints all over it. But then like, so you get this chick ready to bring her out. No, Apparently this chick worked for women of wrestling in the past, which is really bad because she's fucking horrible, 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 horrible. Those knee strikes she gave to this chick were fucking, oh, she missed by a country mile on him. And this chick had to sell them. like horrible, 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 horrible does not belong on fucking TV. And who, who the fuck dressed this bitch? Like, I'm not talking about like, I'm not talking about body issues or whatever. I'm talking about, where the fuck did you get your gear? Is there just, like, a bin at the PC of shit Seraf didn't finish for people? And you're like, oh, I'm just going to put this together and wear. Because that outfit makes no fucking sense compared to what your character is supposed to be. It's just like, oh, it's kind of like a Catwoman suit, except my tits are out. Yeah, I'm going to wear this. Like, no fucking logos on it. No fucking, that, I, I've never seen a rock star fucking dress like that. Like, not even Lady Gaga. I'm sorry. Fucking like what the fuck was that and then she works this fucking match and fucking that finish like you don't that, that you don't pin someone like that like you could do something where you fucking like you you do like so, some big move and then you do like an axe kick split and do that and then pin them regular and would we'll be just fine but doing that pin like that just fucking looks hokey and fucking stupid and fake as a fucking football bat and, fucking, and here's the fucking quote, because I fucking all I saw was that fucking picture all over fucking Facebook and fucking Instagram fucking up until this morning. It's still fucking happening with motherfuckers. Like maybe I'll watch NXT now. Number one, y'all fucking basement goblins are the fucking problem. Shit like this happens. You sit there and bitch about women's matches only getting two minutes, two minutes long on TV when we had a women's revolution years ago, but then you fucking don't watch what you'll tune in because this chick with a big ass is doing a split. You're the fucking problem. Fucking, you don't, you want to bitch about fucking divas matches. This is how you get divas matches all over again. And they're going to be fucking horrible. And that leads me to a quote. And this quote was done by a friend of mine who prefaced this like before, bro, is married to a very attractive woman who works on TV. And his quote was, oh, my fucking Christ. Seriously, yeah, she's thick. We get it. Porn is free. Fucking virgins. I'll
0: give you an analogy for the outfit. Sure. It looks, like an, it looks like an unfinished GI Joe costume,
1: right? It's like, literally like there's just a fucking bin, bargain bin of fucking shit. So finish at the fucking PC. Fucking or it was, was the, here?
0: the extra material they couldn't use for, uh, who's the, who's the fucking ex Marine dude that they've had on the show the last few weeks. Draco they, Anthony. Yeah. It's like the extra material they decided not to use for his cargo pants. So let's just throw it on her and see what happens.
1: Like it just, it, the outfit makes no fucking sense. And the, like God knows, like I, I have a feeling we've got a serious fucking bout of Sean O'Hare itis here where the fucking promos are well-produced God. Oh man, and she can talk in the pre-tapes with the second you put a mic on her fucking put a live mic on her. She's going to flounder.
0: Oh boy, you just do. Uh, if I'd be having convulsions right now if I wasn't in front of a camera. Oh man, Sean, Sean, Sean O'Hare, Sean O'Hare. Um,
1: that was a scary thought. I can't believe you just said that. Um, there was do, 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 he had some of the greatest fucking pre-tape problems. I you ever did. I know, I know. And then you just fucking floundered on live TV. I I fucking know. I I can't argue with you on that. I mean, you gotta figure we're old. Like we remember shit from twenty years ago. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um all right, so after that we had Casey and Cade in advance in their dusty women's dusty cup quarterfinal uh, match.
1: They went over fucking uh Ivy Nile and uh great value fucking Kaylee Ray.
0: And then Great Value Kaylee Ray got dusted by Ivy Nile after the match, which
1: welcome to welcome to TV kid.
0: Yeah, basically. And by the way, congrats, Ivy Nile, on getting engaged over the weekend. Good for you. Oh uh, man! Um, yeah. yeah, just I, I see random shit on Twitter all the time. Sorry. Uh, um, and then we had Dolph w- defeat Ciampa in the main event with Bobby Roode, dressing as a ringside cameraman and hitting Chompa and with camera. That uh, yeah. So yeah.
1: Because so- you know, fucking, it's it's not obvious when there's a ringside cameraman and a ski mask.
0: Right. In Florida, right. Then the dogs jump Tommaso after the match. Braun Breaker breaks it up, and then Braun challenges the Dirty Dogs with tag match. So, so we've uh,
1: literally got a rehash of what we just did with Braun and Legato. Yes, exactly. Like, this is all they keep doing for the kid. Because the kid can't fucking hang on his own, so they're going to keep doing this shit where he fucking can't hang on his own, so they keep going back to the well with having him and Champa fucking do shit together. Yeah.
0: But Ciampa's
1: good. obviously getting some man roster pay now, so you're not going to be able to do that forever.
0: Correct. See, si, senor. Uh, you'd be absolutely correct in that regard.
1: So... Now fucking NXT level up.
0: Yeah, I'll let you discuss that because I have nothing honestly.
1: So the first week I thought was very promising. It was like okay, and it's still a half hour segment, which I don't dig. I think it should be an hour. Um, it is Nigel on commentary with one of their um one of their Indian uh, guys uh, guys from India. Like I forget his name, but it's it's Indian in nature. Um, he doesn't have the accent, but you you know he's of that heritage. Okay. Um, And they seemed to work pretty well together. The commentary was still kind of low. Like you could hear it better than you could on week one, but not by much, but they took this show that should have been just a couple of squash matches for the heck of getting some kids on a little bit of TV. That's not national TV. Mm -hmm. And they just completely threw it out the window. And we had three matches that would have been on regular ass NXT with no rhyme or reason. We had Zion Quinn versus James Drake, with James Drake going over dirty after interference from Zach Gibson, okay, and then Zion gets his heat back afterwards and beats up both of them, so it does nothing to rise either of their raise either of their stock because Zion loses, but he beats up a tag team that was just in the Dusty Classic that honestly should be on the main roster by now, mm. and it leads to nowhere because Zion doesn't have a partner to get retribution. So it was a throwaway match for the sake of having a throwaway match. Followed by our next match was Sarray versus fucking Electra Nachos. Fucking Electra
0: Electra Lopez, for those of you who don't get it.
1: And remember how they're rebuilding Saray, Like, because they, they dropped the ball with her. So now they're doing the whole thing where she's like, she's fighting for her grandmother's fucking spirit and everything. And so now we're putting NXT. her on NXT level up. Yeah, now we put her on XC level up and we have her lose to Electra implants. And we have her go we have Electra go over dirty with help from Legato. Because we didn't just see that in the match before. Because reasons. And then, and then was the
0: last match.
1: I'm trying to remember. Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah. And then we had what do you call it? Um, Wasn't it Gacy and Harlan in a tag match? Yeah, there was the opener. I, I I completely forgot. The opener was Gacy and Harlan going over jacket time. Oh right 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 right. Which so you just had you just had fucking Kushida in a banger of a fucking match with Idris and and what looked like a setup for a tag match between Jacket Time and a No Fan Black. And instead we get Jacket Time getting crushed by Gacy and Harlan the very next week on the same program. Makes sense. So you had three matches, all of which have no repercussions, all of which have people who are already on regular ass TV. And you have the heels go over on all three matches. Yeah. That makes sense. Two with the same finish. Yeah, like who the fuck books this shit? Really? <laughs> it's just, it's the, it's it's a rhetorical. It's not. I, I'm, I'm well know, aware.
0: I'm well aware. It was a rhetorical question.
1: Right, but it's 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 just it's fucking awful. You had a chance to use this product as your WCW Worldwide, and you're just turning it into shit that didn't make it to regular NXT that was gonna have no fucking repercussions anyway. <laughs>
0: so then we get to Smackdown
1: yeah Hershey PA baby
0: Uh, we start with Ronda in the ring with Michael Cole in a traditional interview it's good to see you know a commentator in the ring getting treated with respect instead of getting kicked out all the time like Tony Schiavone. isn't that nice
1: I, um, yeah, I'm sorry, though. When Pat McAfee said the greatest commentator in the business today, Michael Cole, I wanted to stab Pat McAfee.
0: Well, I mean, what do you expect? I love Pat, from
1: Pat McAfee, do? but I wanted to stab him when he said that. Wow.
0: Uh, so, Ronda's doing the interview. Charlotte interrupts, says her shit. Then Sonia comes from behind and tries to attack uh Ronda. Ronda and Charlotte both work the uh, right knee of Ronda, and that leads to the next segment. Sonia's back in the office of Adam Pierce, and Adam Pierce says, "Fuck you!" Now you're facing Ronda one-on-one next week on SmackDown.
1: Right. Which I would like to say, and I, w- I was going to allude to this a few weeks ago, but I think we forgot to because it, it was like a conversation we had privately, and then you said, "Save it for save it for the podcast." Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, this is this shows the staunch difference between. Rhonda and Brock, where Brock only works fucking title matches on pay-per-views and is a cunt, whereas Rhonda is legit trying to rise her make you know, raise her stock by doing regular matches on regular TV.
0: True, sure. I can't argue that. Um, then we had Biggie and Kofi go over Los Lotharios.
1: Biggie threatening vehicular manslaughter. Oh yeah, with the that's the what RNA. baby faces do. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. Um, because but then they're because they're gonna set up Biggie. They're gonna set up New Day versus Sheamus and Ridge. Yeah, cause reasons.
0: All oh, right, because that was backstage after the match. Yeah, because Sheamus and Ridge were talking to New Day, and and then New Day basically said whatever, and then drove away. And, yeah. yeah, whatever. Um, then we had Raiden. I mean, Zia Lee. Um, you know something? Natalia.
1: I feel sorry for the two of them. Because Natty is an amazing worker, and Zia is a great worker. But the thing is, they literally, like, and they kept saying this is her first match on SmackDown. They have been building this girl with vignettes since November. Yep. And this was her first televised match. And because they wasted so much time with it, no one cared. No, nope. and that and I felt so bad because the, these girls were fucking busting their asses, and the crowd was chanting Hershey's chocolate. Yeah, like I felt bad. Yeah, and even it's Zaylee's debut match on main TV, and the focus of commentary is talking about the shit between Natty and Aaliyah. Like, stop trying to make Aaliyah a thing. It's not going to happen. Agreed. It hasn't happened for years already. There's a reason for it.
0: Then we had... Fucking Jesus. Then we had the Intercontinental title celebration with Sami (laughs) Zayn. And of course, who shows up? Johnny! Johnny fucking Knoxville.
1: Well, Johnny lives kind of near PA, so... I
0: don't give a fuck if he lives in
1: Timbuktu.
0: So essentially Sammy said he's going to be a fighting champion. Fight anyone anytime. Johnny comes out, wants to cash in on Sammy saying that. Then Sammy... Sammy basically jumps Knoxville. Gives him two huluva kicks. The first one wasn't even close to touching. The second one was a little bit on the stiffy side. Mm -hmm. Um... It's not like Johnny can't take it. Then Sammy's backstage with Pierce. And Ricochet comes up and gets an intercontinental title shot set up for next week. So basically, here's here's the here's the God, fuck me. Are they trying to set up Sammy Zayn versus Johnny Knoxville for the Intercontinental title of WrestleMania? Is that what we're fucking getting? No, no. So what the fuck are we doing with Johnny Knoxville?
1: So Knoxville said the rumble was a one and done. As far as like wrestling, him wrestling goes. So this is my guess: is people saw how well it went over, and the fact that he promoted the rumble like on his fucking like you know uh, on his media tour. And one of two things is going to happen: either that was the way to write off to make sure Knoxville doesn't come back by him taking the two lucha kicks, and be able to basically be like no, because they're not going to. They've already got a celebrity for Mania. They've already got Logan Paul in a match. They're not. They're not going to put. They're not going to put a celebrity with hardly any experience in a title match on Mania. They're not that stupid. What This is what I believe will happen. What I think is this is actually going to put some light back on the Intercontinental title as to where it will actually get a match on Mania and not the pre-show. And I think whoever it is, whether it be Ricochet or someone else, I think we get a five-week build to this. And what happens is at Mania – Knoxville appears in the babyface's corner.
0: We have two nights of WrestleMania. Yeah. If you can't get the Intercontinental title booked into a two-night event, that's on the booker. That's not on the talent.
1: I uh, dude, I don't even think it was on the fucking I don't even think it was on the main card last year.
0: I'm well aware. But again, that's not on the talent. That's on the booker.
1: Agreed. But at least if you have a celebrity attached to it, there's more of a chance of it getting on the main card. It's
0: fucking stupid.
1: Listen, it's not the greatest thing in the world, but you did you hear the pop when Johnny came out? He gets a pop. Yay. People know who Johnny Knoxville is. It's brand recognition, and you know something? If it helps, if it helps rise the fucking. Here's the third time using the term raising someone's stock in fucking like twenty minutes. But if that helps, whatever babyface they want to push into that fucking, you know, into that title picture with Sammy, so be it. And that that that'll that that's a moment like Alice Cooper and Jake at Mania, at Mania three. That's what it is.
0: Maybe it's just because I'm not a Jackass fan. Maybe that's what why it's not rubbing off on me. How can
1: you not be a fan of Jackass? Jackass I'm, is hilarious.
0: I'm not a fan of stupid
1: shit. I'm not either, but Jackass has always been funny. Just, I... And the fact is, you take Jackass out of the equation, Knoxville has acted in regular movies, and he's a decent actor.
0: I don't take... <sighs> Congratulations. He pretended he was a fully capable person in the Special Olympics. Good for him.
1: He did more than just the ringer, dude.
0: I just feel like bringing that up because I think it's still fucking hilarious that he did that. Um... Anyways, what the fuck was next? I can't even remember. Stuff. All right. Sasha beats
1: Shotzi. Shotzi got the job.
0: While Naomi is on commentary. Uh And then, with no story behind it whatsoever, Naomi gets in the ring after the match, Uh stands next to Sasha, and declares that those two are going to be the next women's tag team champions.
1: Uh Because reasons. Because they don't have anything for either of them. And so we're going into Mania it. season, and the women's title picture has already been spoken for. So we've got these women tag titles that we've literally done nothing with. So here, because they, they have no women's tag teams, they have none. They split all of them up
0: or fired them.
1: Yeah. Like, they need to form, like, women's tag teams in order to have this, but I mean, that, so this dude could just be like, you'll get this match at Mania, and that's just, it's so Sasha and Naomi can both get a paycheck. Yeah. Because they gotta do something to keep Carmella relevant because that stupid-ass fucking YouTube show starts today.
0: Yeah, which I'm glad we started recording this when we did, because this is when it was supposed to debut, and I, I'd i rather not talk about it, honestly. Ugh. Um... Yeah, so, reasons. Uh, let's see. Was there another match before the contract signing? I think there was. Please hold. Uh, oh, yeah. Drew. <laughs> Jesus, <fuck>. God. <laughs> Drew, versus Matt again. This is the story that'll never end. Kick it him just goes again. on and on, my friends. Some people started jumping guys on their fucking heads, and then we fucking claymore them and claymore them again. It's is the story that will not end.
1: <sighs> well, it seems like now they're aiming towards Madcap Moss splitting from fucking Corbin and turning babyface. So you've got that. Because <laughs> a uh, babyface
0: Madcap Moss is just what we all fucking need.
1: Well, because they'll turn him babyface and then he'll disappear. Get. It'll be like when they split Tucker and Otis and then Tucker had nothing to do and then was gone.
0: Anyway, so the night ends with uh, the contract signing with Brock and Roman and that was what it was.
1: Uh, I noticed a couple, I I recognized a couple of the security guys there too. Uh, Jay George is one of them. I know that. Okay. There was a couple Monster Factory kids in there. Um, But so at least they got paydays. Um, uh, What do you call it? They keep alluding to this match at Madison Square Garden next Saturday, but they haven't said if it's going to be televised. They haven't said who it's going to be against. Like, they just keep saying about it, and Paul Heyman saying, you're going to lose the title there, but we have no more details on it.
0: Well, my hope is they're going to clarify that tonight on Raw because it... Let's hope. I mean, it's not... I don't know if this is really the proper phrase to use, but considering the show that they're alluding to is this week. And I guess you could call this the go home raw for MSG. I,
1: well, I thought this- it was, I thought I didn't think it was the fifth. I thought it was the, the I thought it was like, it's, it's
0: Saturday night.
1: Oh Jesus. Okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So like, it's, yeah, it's- like
1: they need to do something. They need to be like tune into the WWE YouTube channel or something. Cause the fuck bro. um,
0: By the way, to preview NXT this week, there's three things they have. They have Dun & Mello uh, for the North American title, Braun Breaker and Tommaso Ciampa against the Dirty Dogs, and then um,
1: Solo Sokoa going one-on-one with Gunta! Yeah, now we're going to see how they fucking... Are they going to have the dude who was the fucking unbeatable monster in NXT UK for fucking two and a half years do the job to not Uso. I don't fucking know. I don't know. Uh, as far as tonight for
0: Raw, the only things they've officially teased for tonight is Edge talking about his WrestleMania challenge that he laid out the week before, and then Finn Balor challenging Damian Priest for the U.S. title. Those are the only things that have been officially previewed for WWE Monday Night Raw.
1: Um. Take that title off that motherfucker, Finn. I know, right? Take that um, title off that motherfucker. Future Endeavor.
0: Yeah, that MSG show is this Saturday night, by the way. Jesus. Yeah, so they're in Columbus for Raw tonight. Miami. For Friday night. By the way, notice how they fucking booked SmackDown for next week when they're in in Miami, Florida, while AEW's in fucking Orlando. They booked SmackDown Ooh. with Ronda Rousey on Free TV. Uh, they booked the Intercontinental title being defended. And yeah. they booked uh fuck, fuck, fuck. What was the other belt they uh they booked? Uh they booked another title match too, and now it's escaping me what they booked. Um did they book a Charlotte Naomi rematch? Is that what they booked? I can't remember off the top of my head. Maybe. Oh, uh, what the fuck did they book? Hang on, hang on. I'm scrolling down to it. Hang on. Yeah, I know. I just turned to the wrong fucking thing because I'm an idiot. Um, I know they booked two title matches off the top of my head. I can't remember what the other one was. Uh, Intercontinental. Of course they are not going to show me what the hell got booked. But yeah. They, they booked a second title match. I can't remember off the top of my head what it is. I want to say Charlotte's defending the, the SmackDown title, the SmackDown Women's title. I'm not 100% sure. But yeah, they booked two title matches and they booked Ronda Rousey for SmackDown. The same when well, they're in Miami and AEW in Orlando that weekend. Yeah creepy boy. motherfuckers. Creepy motherfuckers. Um, speaking of creepy motherfuckers. <laughs>
1: It ain't happening, dude. Don't worry.
0: So, all right. So we're getting into WrestleMania, uh-huh. and there's there's a couple of things I want to address. The most important thing I want to address right now. So it was announced on SmackDown that Vince McMahon is going to give a very rare live interview, not pre-taped like for a TV show. This shit's going to be live as fucking live can be on. Pat McAfee's show this coming Thursday. Yeah. Now, rumor has it, rumor has it that this interview is going to be partially staged at some point to start building a storyline that will be used towards Wrestlemania. Now, logically speaking, I stress the phrase, logically speaking, you would assume if they're trying to book a storyline for WrestleMania involving Pat McAfee the opponent would be Austin Theory because I can see that of the Vince Austin Theory dynamic that's been building for the last couple of months. Yeah. But there are talks swirling in the winds that Vincent Kennedy, motherfucking McMahon, at age seventy-six, not happening. is trying to get back to- one more time. Not
1: happening. It's not happening, dude. Everybody need to calm down.
0: Nobody's asking for it. Nobody wants it. I can live with McAfee and theory. Because we saw what Pat was able to do with Adam Cole. Mm -hmm. I'd put theory at a slightly higher level than Cole. Yes. So... If Pat's able to do what he did with Adam, imagine what he's going to be able to do with Austin. Right. Um. Just. This is me being on my knees. I'm begging. <laughs> Vince. Be at ringside, fine. Actually, in the match, fuck all. <laughs> Don't pull a Vince Bret Hart out of your ass from 14 years ago. Uh, Nobody wants... No, 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 no. Especially when you have Pat McAfee, who's an able-bodied person, right. whereas Brett and eh, not so much yeah. at that point 14 years yeah. ago. twelve. Oh, it was 12 years ago? Sorry. Yes. Um. Uh, all right, because Arizona was 26. That's right. Um. Just no, please, no. God, no, no, no. No, no, no. <laughs> That's number 1. Number 2. We need to circle back to this Lesnar reigns thing. Yeah. So, here's no. here's, <laughs> here's why I'm circling back to it because I'm I'm a bit confused right now.
1: Yeah, me too.
0: So, we've gone from champion versus champion. Mhm to champion versus champion, title for title, title unification, winner-take-all match, because you really need all that phrasing to basically say title unification match, to now
1: <laughs>
0: we're unifying the titles, but that doesn't necessarily mean we're not going to have a major belt on both. Like, what the fuck? Okay, so, all right. Okay, so this is basically what they're saying. They're basically saying, hello, 2002, we want to rehash you again. Because word around the water cool right now is that Roman Brock is essentially going to be their 2022 version of what Jericho Austin Rock to crown the first undisputed champion was.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then, eventually, we would see Eric Bischoff say, fuck this shit, and just hand the World Heavyweight title to Triple H. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying they're going to just hand a belt to somebody for the brand that doesn't win this, which I'm assuming is going to be Raw. because I, I.
1: They need Roman to go over Brock. Brock has gone over Roman too many times. Right.
0: Thank you. I'm not saying they're just going to hand a belt to somebody on Raw. But that's the word right now, is that it's a unification, but it's not going to be a traveling unified champion. It's going to be the, the fuck are we doing? What are we talking about here?
1: This was Nick Khan putting the cart before the horse. Like,
0: so Okay, so okay, hear me out, because because that that's that's the main option being discussed. The networks right now.
1: don't want to fucking do what he w- thought they would do,
0: right? Like, like okay, the only logical solution to what they're doing right now is having a shared champion. Yeah, but that's not gonna appease the networks, because now you're taking the special attraction of having their own champion away.
1: Yep. (sighs) Yep. I called it, didn't I? Didn't I not call
0: it? Here's See, there's so many different directions my brain is going because my brain, my brain's also going back to three years ago when Becky unified the women's titles. But she didn't really unify them. Right. And she eventually
1: dropped, dropped one, one in a three-way without getting pinned. Right. And then vacated the other because she was knocked up. Well,
0: obviously, Roman can't get knocked up.
1: But, <laughs> you never uh, know. Modern science. Knock on wood. Um, Tracy Morgan disappears. i got everybody pregnant. <laughs> Thank you. Um,
0: <sighs> but then the question becomes, like, I know Roman's a company man. Does he really want to travel on Mondays on top of the schedule he's already keeping?
1: I honestly think if they go that route that it would be lim- it, they would limit his appearances at house shows as a trade-off. But then then we get to the, the, the but then we get to the payoff.
0: Which belt does he drop and when does he drop it?
1: We do the same shit. We do a fucking uh, three-way.
0: No. Well, well, okay, fine, but when? Like like how long do you kill the lack of special attraction on both of your networks? How long it won't do be you long allow time. like ideally for the big match feel SummerSlam is the most logical place? However, That's four fucking months. You need to Actually, realize no, me, that's three and a half months. Cause they're doing it in late July outdoors in Nashville,
1: but you also need to realize that they move money in the bank to Allegiant stadium this year, which is a much bigger venue and a much Correct. bigger deal. Correct.
0: So you have two big money events, bookmarking July one in a state, an indoor stadium, one in an outdoor
1: stadium. I thought money in the bank was in June.
0: No, I thought it was beginning of July. I
1: thought it was, I, I thought it was mid June.
0: Oh, dick face! Hold on, Jesus. <TPhaft> Sorry, that was that was rude. I shouldn't have said
1: that. <laughs> yeah,
0: fuck you. I meant it. Um, ah, <laughs> uh, scroll, 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 scroll. What the fuck? Did I just see a show called Sunday Stunner? What the fuck is this?
1: Money in the bank. Whoa, 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 whoa,
0: whoa, 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 whoa. Time the fuck out. Hang on here. All right, so I'm scrolling through the live event calendar nah. on WWE.com. So Saturday night's main event is going to be April, April 16th in Erin, Pennsylvania. Yeah. And then they're doing, I'm assuming, one live, one taped. I don't fucking know, because they're doing two the same fucking night, April 23rd, yeah. uh-huh. one in Montgomery, Alabama, one in Reading, Pennsylvania, Uh
1: huh.
0: and then Lakeland, Florida on April 30th. Mm-hmm. Uh, The following week is Backlash Weekend. Yeah, Money in the Bank is July 2nd.
1: Oh, okay. Oh, man, May Anniversary Weekend. I gotta be watching Money in the Bank.
0: Oh shame. But that's not the thing that threw me off. What threw me off is there's something called Sunday Stunner on here. What the the fuck is Sunday Stunner? Are they bringing a Sunday show back to the network?
1: Probably just a one-off.
0: No, it's booked on April 24th and May 1st right now. Mm. The May 1st one is Fairfax, Virginia. The first one, it says Visions Veterans Memorial Arena. Hang on. What it, was it again? Visions
1: Veterans. Veterans Memorial Arena. Oh, Binghamton. Alabama. Oh, Binghamton, New York, asshole. Oh, New York, sorry. I was thinking to Birmingham, my bad. Yeah. You but, just said Alabama. Stark I mean. difference. Yeah, big um, difference. Three more teeth. Wow! <laughs> fuck you. Ah! Big up this someone like three hours for me.
0: Fuck you. Um. That's funny, but fuck you. Sorry. uh yeah. I. That's interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm, 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 I'm confuzzled. I'm very confuzzled. So this is basically how WrestleMania looks as of right now, as far as what's officially been announced. So, night one, we officially have both women's title matches, because that makes fucking sense. Um... Charlotte and Ronda for the SmackDown Women's title, Becky and Bianca for the Raw Women's title.
1: Why would you put both in the same
0: fucking night? Why, 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 why?
1: Oh, my God, why? You know why? Because normally they would have one men's title match on Saturday and one men's title match on Sunday. But because they're doing the unification, that's not a unification, they're putting both women's matches on on the night one to try to balance it out.
0: Fine. I'll, I'll take that as your excuse. Uh, night two, Brock and Roman is the only thing that's officially been booked for night two. Obviously the two matches currently pending that haven't been assigned an official night are the Mysterios against Logan Paul and The Miz mm-hmm. and then whatever the fuck Edge ends up getting for his match.
1: Which we'll probably find out this week.
0: And then...
1: Ooh. And God knows if we're going to get the Andre or Women's Battle Royals on Mania Weekend or if they're going to end up on fucking SmackDown.
0: Correct. Um, then one would assume also we have a woman's tag title match, which um, now we can put Naomi into. I had Sasha and Bailey listed here as what I was thinking. Which would have been better. Right. right, but instead it's going to be Sasha and Naomi, it looks like. Yeah. Um, obviously, I can take Cesaro out of this fake card I had put together. Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: You know, I'm just Um, pissed we never got any of the fucking Cesaro-Walter matches in the U.S. And, like, they didn't even bother, like, recording any of them to, like, put on the fucking put on Peacock.
0: I know. I know. Um. So, aside from what's already been officially booked, here's what, obviously, we're looking for down the road. We're looking for... Oh I just mentioned the women's tag titles We're also looking for an IC title match
1: mm-hmm.
0: A Raw tag title match mm-hmm. A Smackdown tag title match uh-huh. Maybe One or both of those battle royals That we've had in previous years Yeah um,
1: US title match
0: US title match More than likely McIntyre against Happy Corbin Probably um, And then if KO Stone Cold Dang oh Mark yeah, chaos so Yeah, who knows? Cool. It has nothing's been announced yet. Cool. And then the other thing I've listed here that isn't official yet, cool. but could happen depending on what happens in their tag title match next week. I believe it is on Raw. Um, if they split Orton and Riddle, you could have them go one on one at WrestleMania.
1: Right. I don't. They shouldn't split them. Not at this point.
0: It just feels like that's kind of what they're working towards. Right. Um. So, yeah, um, other wrestling news number one, and this is still kind of WWE affiliated. What was the did you just put up a two?
1: Yeah, because I have two items I wanted to talk about.
0: Okay, uh, real quick, uh, word coming out right now. Um, I don't have anything official as far as a follow up to it, but um. A few things here. I'm just kind of going through headlines at this point. It looks like Ricochet getting the IC title shot and possibly a big push afterwards was a Vince McMahon idea, from what's being said. Good. Um, number two, Johnny Gargano now taking bookings.
1: Hmm.
0: Interesting. Was that one of the things you're going to mention? No. Okay. Uh, apparently, Johnny is now taking bookings uh let's see here taking independent bookings all right so you took twitter to write the phone to announce the news i want to be a free agent this time for a few reasons one candace and quill two the freedom to selectively pick and choose the things i want to do for a bit that said here's my contact for potential appearances business inquiries etc uh my publicist last manager is ready to promptly respond to your emails thank you that is going to be a
1: very narrow window it's not if these
0: people that are these people have a hard on for him going to AEW it's, he's it's not not, gonna going happen. To not going to AEW
1: it's going to be a very narrow window of him making a few select indie bookings and then him showing back up in WWE probably
0: um sad story here um because of the heart issues Trip, which has had over the last 12 months uh looks like doctors are never going to clear him again to ever get yeah. in the ring and wrestle again
1: um but i think is- he was pretty much at peace with that, around even before the heart issues, I think he was at peace with being done with in-ring stuff. Right. Agreed. And then
0: the last thing I want to bring up before we go to the two things you have in mind, um, so, did you notice how Sam Roberts was, like, a last-minute fill-in for Kayla Braxton backstage on SmackDown Friday? Yeah. So, uh, let me pull up this actual article and open it. Oh, what a shock. Hulk Hogan just got a divorce. Lovely. Um, (laughs) Sorry, I happened to go to the main page of the site I had and that happened to pop up as a new headline. Um so, so it was four thirty in the afternoon. Sam said he got a phone call and he was asked if he could beat a Hershey PA by seven thirty. Um and then he checked his GPS to so say he could be there for right at eight o'clock. And the person said, well, we need somebody on SmackDown to do an interview. And then he asked what time the interview was. And then somebody said, first hour. They said, just get in the car. He said, all right.
1: <laughs>
0: so I don't know what happened with Kayla. I don't know if she, if it was oh. a travel issue. I mean, it might have been because.
1: Because
0: think about it. Because that whole Thursday into Friday, that's when the Northeast was getting all that shit weather. So. And she's yeah. down in Tampa, Tampa, Orlando. I can't remember. Yeah so she, Florida she, area, yeah. so she might have had flight issues coming in because of the shit weather in the Northeast. Probably. So that would be my assumption. But yeah. yeah, so basically Sam Roberts had uh, less than four hours notice to show up and do the interview with the Usos, hmm. which I, don't know, I thought that was kind of funny, but Hey, good for him. He'd been doing some NXT pre-show stuff for a while and, yeah. others, and other things of that nature. Yeah. Uh, occasionally doing paper, uh, premium live event pre-show i got used to that phrase
1: at least it wasn't Um, rosenberg
0: well uh, rosenberg i couldn't i don't see him being a fit as doing backstage stuff anyway i can't
1: fucking stand rosenberg and like Um, the thing is i used to really love sam roberts when he was just like an interviewer like on his own shit but mm -hmm. them trying to give him a heel character like no stop it right just be sam right
0: uh what are the two things you want to bring up quick
1: so one thing I wanted to bring up uh, just a little something that happened uh, this past weekend in Pennsylvania on an indie. Um This, uh, I like my, my, my DMs have been blown up about this just because of a group chat I share with a couple of guys. There was an indie that ran in PA uh, standalone wrestling. They were running a show in an auction house that, I don't know how it came about, but basically this auction house has a whole lot of space. So they were like, okay, you can use this space for a wrestling show. Apparently, they drew a decent decent enough crowd. They they travel, they're doing a spot, they're doing a spot show in Norwich, Connecticut, that in a really small fucking bar, and like I don't see the uh, whatever the, the, the dude's probably not gonna make money on that show, but there's that there's a plethora of reasons on that. But that's besides the point. So he ran this show. So before the show. The day before, they took a picture of the setup of all the chairs in the auction house without the ring being there yet. And someone pointed out, because there's a whole bunch, because it's an auction house, so there's a whole bunch of shit hanging on the walls and shit of stuff that's going to be going, you know, it's an auction house, like I said. And right above one of the sections of chairs was a Nazi flag. So that got pointed out. Luckily by showtime, that flag was taken down. The promoter basically had to say, listen, this was the auction house. This has nothing to do with us. Um, This does not reflect our vision, yada, yada, yada. Um, And people were like, still, that's kind of fucked up. And then basically the auction house clapped back and said like, well, we've got it on consignment for someone. and It's our space. We let you use. So fuck off. And it was like, uh, number one, I'm pretty sure uh, the sale of Nazi memorabilia is a federal offense. Am I, am I wrong in that? I think you're right. But d- d- whatever. But so basically they kind of dug their heels in and they're like, well, this is a consignment thing. This isn't ours. We're just doing it as a blah, 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 blah. But good on standalone wrestling. They had one or two more shows booked there later this summer, and they pulled their shows from that venue and will not use it again good for them so kind of a fucked up situation where the promoter did the right thing in the end and the promoters continue to do the right thing so good on you just wanted to give you a little bit of kudos on it yeah absolutely uh number two there's another show coming up this weekend that uh we haven't touched on because really there's not a lot of detail on it from the people running it this saturday is the first television taping for Control Your Narrative. So Which, by the one, way,
0: for those who don't know, is backed by EC3, and known as formerly known as Braun. And I also believe, based on the most recent trailer I saw for them, I believe Killer Cross is also involved in this Yes, project.
1: Killer Cross is involved in it as well. Um, here's the thing. So number one, I, I tried to find details on it because number one, uh, maybe not smart to name your company after a name that's already associated with a musician because there's already a musical artist called control your narrative. And if you Google it, they come up first. Um, but, uh, I went to their website to try to figure out, they, they don't have a listing of their roster on their website. That that's a big thing. But, uh, uh, that font looks kind of familiar, doesn't it? Yeah. Funny, but I've been trying to pull up names because I remember like, uh, uh someone asked Cornette about this on one of the episodes, of the drive Through, and like, luckily Brian last found a list of some of the talents they say they have appearing. So mind you, they have a show, they have a quote unquote TV taping this Saturday. They have not announced any matches for it. All there is, is that there's $25 for general admission and a $99 VIP package with like a meet and greet beforehand. The talents that they have listed so far are obviously, um, Braun and and EC3, Jake Logan, Dutch, uh, Bill Carr, uh, Gentleman Jervis, formerly Jervis Cottonbelly, uh, Weston Blake, John Schuyler. Uh, Mike Pero, who last I saw was still with MLW, but apparently not, who's actually a really good talent. Um, Impact World Champion Moose. Impact Digital Media Champion Matt Cardona. Jamie Stanley. Matt Taven. Here's a blast from the past. Percy Watson. Wow. Who is being known as the unknown hand. (laughs) And just recently signed as of last night, and here's where they take a nosedive straight into assholeville. Austin Aries, lovely. So let me let me let me read what they have a. Let me see. Uh, uh, Aries continues to work for various indie promotions. Blah blah blah. blah. Oh, indie talent Ryzen, who appears on AEW's Dark Shows, is also going to appear. Yeah. Uh, da, 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 hashtag is but, but yeah, they film in Orlando on um, this Saturday and then in Dallas on March 31st for their two quote-unquote TV tapings. Um, let me go to see here... Uh, Let's see here. control. I want to read the the like the the mission statement or whatever. Oh, and Killer Cross, yes, obviously. Uh, Atlanta, Florida. Visit ControlYourNarrative.co for tickets information. Uh, the Control Your Narrative concept has manifested itself from an idea to a movement to a live touring slash televised wrestling company. We collectively as wrestlers can no longer wait. We cannot wait on companies that answer only to shareholders. Companies where billionaires collect talent as toys. Companies that fire their entire roster for the mistakes their office made. Companies that are complacent in presentation. Companies where talent sit in the back and say nothing matters. To create true change, you have to be bold. You have to bet on yourself. With CYN, talent bet on themselves. What has started as a self-produced, independently crafted concept focused on character development slash wrestling through a cinematic lens. Control Your Narrative, and their Free the Narrative series was created by EC3 and partner Jedediah Kajewski in April of 2020. The world was changing and everyone felt fear and anxiety. When you only have questions, there are no answers. The best therapy is to to create, Kajewski, uh, Kajewski said. The talent that has reached out, wanting to create with us, wanting to control their narrative, has been humbling. It's an honor to be able to help their story. One of these talent is former Year's Universal Champion Braun Strowman, now known by his birth name, Adam Scheer. Yeah. All talent featured in CYN have asked to be part of the project. The competitors range from known and unknown include names like Macardona Moose, John Schuyler, Matt Seidel, Marina Shafir, Weston Blake, Matt Taven, and more. Opportunity awaits for up-and-comers through CYN's Project initiation, seminars hosted prior to their live events. In other words, let's bilk indie guys out of pain to oh like work on our show. fuck. So Cross isn't on the Saturday show. He's only on the Dallas show, according to this. And, okay, so I remember them saying they were going to do this big-ass show in, like, the United Arab Emirates at some, like, big money Mark was paying. But here they're saying... There are no deep pocketed investors wanting to use their sport simply for profit. There are no contracts or political agendas. There is only passion to create with the platform of talent to become who they are supposed to be. A
0: lot of this going on.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And so they keep saying it's a TV taping, but they haven't announced. And last week they were supposed to announce what, what, what this big TV deal was supposed to be all about. And so far it's still radio silence. Yep. But so you've got to show you're running that literally like I had to dig through fucking dirt sheets to find these little blurbs about it because there's nothing about it on your own fucking website. But supposedly like, because they're trying to do this whole social media revolution shit because apparently they've got like a YouTube series because they think that they like They think because fucking being the elite became this fucking indie circle jerk show that they can, that EC3 can do the same thing. No. Number one, the young bucks suck balls. We already know this, but number two, like you, you like, no, like dude, you're still clinging to a name associated with a dead company. Like you, you're, you're Derek Bateman. You always will be. Like the only reason you ever got a pop in WWE in your original run was because they paired you with Danielson and you fucked that up. And then when you came back, you came back as an indie darling as EC3 and you got the pop at fucking full sale because it was Florida. And because most of those people went to impact tapings anyway, but then you did nothing. And then they gave you a main roster spot and you did nothing. Why? Because you're fucking boring. And Braun just along for the ride to get money out of this. I know that Adam shares just laughing his way to the bank, but because they did that one, they did the control your narrative, quote unquote invasion at ROH, which what's that going to entail? Like, cause ROH hasn't mentioned anything about it. As far as when they come back, Mm -hmm. you don't see like Cardona and Moose are part of this, but you haven't heard mention of it on impact. So what the fuck is this? Uh. It's just, it's ridiculous. I think it's hilarious too, that apparently the ticket selling, the ticket selling agency that they're using to sell tickets is called outhouse tickets. I'm like, yep, nothing more to say that your company's in the shitter than to have your shit being sold by outhouse tickets.
0: That's how the cookie crumbles. Uh, real quick, before we say goodbye. So the Crockett Cup is coming up in a couple weeks for the end of the year. <laughs> They had one final spot to fill for the Crockett Cup. And that was whoever was going to face the Briscoes in the first round of the tournament. Would you like to know who filled that slot
1: in the tournament? Not FTR. Yay. Good for Vic. Good for Vic. Yep.
0: And for some reason, this goddamn background keeps coming up. There we go. Yeah, so, the now gets the spot to job out to the Briscoes. Boy. That all being said, does that wrap up everything you have, Mr. Yeah. Alexander? Yep. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, thank you for tuning in to episode 39 of White Heat, presented by Gazala Media, sponsored by our good friends at Mohawk Honda, as well as Johnstone Supply. Don't forget, follow us on Twitter. I'm at Brian BrianCady, all one word, B-R-I-A-N-C-A-D-Y. He's at JJ underscore Alexander. If you have any questions, comments, complaints, <laughs> send them to uh Gaz at no I'm kidding. Send <laughs> them to Send them to the great Gazoo Yeah, send them to Brian.kady at gazillamedia.com for JJ Alexander. I'm Brian Katie. Enjoy your week of wrestling. We got a lot on un- unpack next week. We're gonna have impact uh, sacrifice. We're gonna have AEW Revolution. Um yeah, lots to unpack. Plus any WrestleMania build-up. So yep. lots of stuff. So, until next time. Until episode 40. Oh, wow. Numbers are getting up there. Uh, Say goodnight, JJ.